Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hi, welcome to the big show on a Thursday night. VSIN Tonight from the Circus Sportsbook at Wes Reynolds. I just left the Westgate Superbook where Super Bowl prop unveiling happened at 5 p.m. Pacific. And uh, as Bill Krakenberger said, it's just not. Like it used to be. Uh, when the uh, props used to go up, there would be 50-plus uh, sharp betters in the line to fire at the props right away. Today, about 15, mm-hmm. including Crackman and Randy McKay, who was in studio with us a couple nights ago. But uh, the Super Bowl prop market is flooded now, and there's plenty of stuff out there. So uh, this is when you're going to start to see a lot more prop action and a lot more movement in these prop numbers. Yeah, and... Uh... You know, because because they're out so so soon uh, after the uh, the matchup is set, that's why you don't see as as many in the line anymore. And uh, the fact that more books are getting them out quicker, and 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 that sets the market, so so they can just go ahead and follow the market there. So uh, uh, that's why you're seeing, I think, uh, a little bit less interest tonight. But obviously, uh, we'll have more as we get toward the weekend. And DraftKings has a lot of props up there. And have had a lot of props up all week. Really, uh, I, th- I think DraftKings is, is, I would say, kind of setting the market for most of the props at mm-hmm. this point. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. As far as the game line and total, nothing to report. But we'll report it anyway. San Francisco, Kansas City, and it's uh, 49ers minus two. Total of 47 and a half. Later in the show, we're going to get Peyton Manning's thoughts on uh, how the game might play out and uh, what he might think about betting the total in the Super Bowl. Interesting comments uh, by Peyton Manning we'll get to later tonight. Also on this show, Chuck Esposito, Red Rock Sportsbook Director. He's got a uh, Travis Kelsey prop you're going to want to hear about and a lot more. So Chuck Esposito coming up here in a little over 10 minutes. And then hour number two tonight, Patrick Everson, senior reporter for Vegas Insider. He's at the Westgate Superbook. He's reporting on the props unveiled at the uh, Superbook tonight. So Esposito and Everson on uh, tonight's show. Wes Reynolds, we got college hoops action. And I would say the uh, high-profile game right now is Wisconsin-Nebraska. You got Big Ten title implications in this game because the uh, Badgers in first place in the Big Ten and uh, trying to get a stronger grip on that going into a, a weekend meeting with Purdue. And right now it's all Wisconsin. 30 to 19 with five minutes to go before the half. Yeah, I wanted to take Nebraska, but I wasn't getting enough points here. So uh, I ended up leaving, leaving this off. And look, th- those spots you would usually get, uh, you know, a couple years ago, you'd get three, three and a half or even four in this spot. But only one and a half and uh, Nebraska actually closed favorite at, at a couple stores at, at minus one. So everybody was kind of hit when everybody kind of hip to a spot that's when I don't want to be on it. So I ended up not getting involved with this game. 
As I said on last night's show, I liked whiskey in this matchup, and I did bet whiskey. Not a big play for me. It was about a half-unit bet today. I've got Wisconsin out of Pickham. And um, frankly, I thought Wisconsin should have been about a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Uh, I don't know what's so bad about the spot here for the Badgers. Well, it's turned out not to be a bad spot the way they played so far, but Wes, I don't consider look-ahead spots to be necessarily bad spots. I think when a team's off a big game, a big win, mm-hmm. I'm looking more to fade a team off a big win, especially uh, if a team's had two or three big games in a row. I'm looking more to fade teams off big wins or big games. I don't care as much about the look-ahead spots. I don't think, especially if you have veteran teams, good coaches and veteran teams, I don't think veteran players are into the look-ahead spots as much. But I do believe in the hangover spots. Well, uh, and and look, they they've won three in a row. They're eight and one. They're number one right now in the Big Ten. So that was kind of maybe you know what I would consider the the spot to to go ahead against them with Nebraska off such a bad loss on Saturday at Maryland uh, that this could be a rebound. But I I just wasn't getting enough points here uh, on this, so I left it alone. Plenty of time for the Cornhuskers to make a comeback. Four minutes to go before the half. Thirty-one nineteen. Uh, Wisconsin. Not a whole lot else on the college hoops card uh, got me interested tonight. We got a couple games in the Pac-12 later. Oregon at USC. When we were on the show last night, Ducks opened two-point favorites are up to two and a half at um, at SC and Oregon State UCLA. And uh, the number has bloomed a little bit on uh, the Bruins from nine to ten. I saw ten and a half today, but UCLA a ten-point favorite at DraftKings. Low total of one twenty-four. And the game between the Beavers and the Bruins. Anything for you in the Pac-12 tonight? We also got uh, Stanford-Arizona State. I shouldn't have skipped that one. That tip is actually coming up right now. And it looks like at DraftKings, they pick them between the Cardinal and the Sun Devils in Tempe. Yeah, I don't have a lot of confidence in myself on Thursday night, and I've already forced a couple that have lost, so that's what I've been saying. I'm just not very good on Thursday night college basketball with all these different, more a little bit more obscure conferences. So nothing for me. I feel like that Oregon number is kind of low-hanging fruit, which makes me uh, lean to USC a little bit, but still, this is a Trojan team that I wonder what their attitude is going to be, uh, You know, if they're going to stay with the season or if they're going to mail it in. So, So nothing for me as of yet on the late slate yeah it's interesting we're talking about a usc team that's uh really in a bad spot right now but they've got uh, two or three guys thinking nba mm-hmm. they got no chance to make the tournament unless they win the pac-12 tournament but they got two or three guys who, th- who are thinking about the nba draft that's an interesting situation that uh, usc is in here late in the season isaiah collier boogie ellis and what about Bronny james you think all three of those guys are thinking about the draft I would certainly think so. What other team has got three players thinking about the draft and is under 500 and has no shot to make the tournament? Yeah, very yeah. very few out there. Wow. Okay, let's go to the NBA. And uh, the Lakers hit eight of their first 18 threes tonight, jumped out to a lead on the Boston Celtics. No LeBron, no AD, and so far no problem for the Lakers in Boston. The Celtics are 22-2 and at home, uh, but the Lakers got out in front early in this game tonight. They have uh, 75 to 62 right now, uh, middle of the third quarter. And uh, look, I thought with some of the props, a couple of the props I played, I thought this was going to be a blowout uh, uh, for the uh, Celtics, but it might be a blowout for the Lakers uh, on the other side here. That was the thought of playing like Jason Tatum uh, under his points prop. And uh, how do you explain this? How do you explain the Lakers being up 13? in uh, the middle of the third quarter without their two stars. Yeah, uh, uh, it's the NBA. Uh, uh, Celtics still minus, uh, I'm going to refresh this, minus uh, two and a half on the in play, though, and 224 and a half on the total. They're now down 10. So, look, I I thought that uh, this was going to be a blowout on the Celtics side when you're starting D'Angelo Russell, Torian Prince, Jared Vanderbilt, Jackson Hayes, and Austin Reeves. Not exactly a murderer's row out there for a lineup. And, 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 and with the Celtics all, all healthy, too, all starting their usual starting lineup. And uh, Celtics down 10, middle of the third quarter. <laughs> Celtics closed 15 and a half point favorites. That was the DraftKings number tonight, the total 237 and a half in that Lakers Celtics game in Boston. No LeBron James, no Anthony Davis for LA. How about the Pacers and Knicks at the Garden? And uh, Wes, your Pacers have a lead 
Midway through the third quarter, Knicks closed two-point favorites. Yeah, Halliburton still on that minutes restriction. He's got 15 right now uh, for the Pacers, 71-65. to 65, uh, Middle of the third quarter, Aaron Neesmith with 17 to lead the Pacers. Jalen Brunson with 27. Of course, no Ananobi, no Julius Randle uh, for, for the Knicks tonight. So uh, they've been very shorthanded. Uh, Pacers minus 4.5, 222.5 at DraftKings. Cavs are eight and a half point favorites at Memphis tonight, and it's uh, all Grizzlies so far. They lead 58 51 at halftime. Uh, eight and a half point dog up seven at the half. Do we have a second half number on Cleveland Memphis? We do, and it is uh, Cleveland minus eight, 105 on the total. Okay. 76ers and Jazz in Salt Lake City tonight, and the, uh, the favorite is Utah, and the number is. Four and a half for five right now. Total of uh, 240. No Joel Embiid for the Sixers. No, uh, uh, but uh, Tyrese Maxey looks like he is going to be back uh, uh, for Philadelphia with that ankle injury. So, yeah, Embiid uh, uh, with the knee is, uh, I think, going to be out at least a couple more games. So, 76ers shorthanded. So, Utah now lane five, 240 and a half, 241 on the total now. A lot of NBA players complaining and uh, media members, too, some of the outspoken ones saying that this NBA rule that you have to play 65 games to be eligible to win MVP is a garbage rule, forcing guys to get out there and try to play hurt to win an award. Uh, Stop the whining. It's always a bad rule when you don't get the outcome you want. Right, exactly. Is 65 games too much to ask for somebody to be yeah. MVP in an 82-game well, season? Well, I mean, look, and, and, and tonight, look, and I know injuries happen, and, you know, 82 games, I guess, is, is a long season for these guys. But think about, like, if you're in Boston tonight, you get the Lakers in town one time and no LeBron and no AD. And you're getting this, and you're getting this, you know, kind of the, the JV Lakers lineup, even though that lineup's up by double digits right now. And you get you go one time a team is in town, and that's a problem in the NBA when you're paying all these this money for tickets and wanting to see the superstars and the superstars sit out. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's that much to ask to uh, try to play a full allotment of games, even if you're only going to play. Just cut the minutes. Uh-huh. Just say okay, okay. Uh, you know, Embiid obviously he has an injury. Uh, you know, at least for real now, this isn't load management. But it's like okay, uh, Embiid, play 15 minutes tonight. Or twenty, but you're going right. to make an appearance, and 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 to do it that way, I, I just hate sitting out these stars, and it continues to be a problem in the NBA. I hate the whining. You know, Draymond Green and other players around the league who are whining about the 65 game rule. Mm-hmm. 65 is not a lot of games to play to be required you, to win MVP. You, you, Shut you, up. you guys got guaranteed uh, money and okay. the best contracts in professional sports. I don't want to hear it. NBA players got them made. They they get paid, and they don't have to show up for work. Right. How about a reality check? That's not real life. Celtics fans are getting to see Austin Reeves put on a show tonight, though. Uh, The Raiders have made an intriguing offensive coordinator hire. The Washington Commanders hired a head coach. But up next, Chuck Esposito, Red Rock Sportsbook on Super Bowl betting. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on an annual subscription, get your first year for only $199. Use promo code tonight. Remember to use promo code tonight, your first year VSIN Pro access, $199, vsin.com slash subscribe. Chuck Esposito, the sportsbook director at Red Rock, joins us now. Chuck, always great to have you on this uh, two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. Busy time for bookmakers because I know you're trying to get props up right now. How many props do you have up at Station Casino's books? We're going to talk about one specifically here in a couple minutes, but when are most of your props going to hit the board? Uh, first, it's good to be on with you guys, Matt, and you're right. It's kind of prop week, prep week, uh, getting ready for uh, next week, of course. Um, we put a lot of them up already. Uh, we're about uh, 60% of the way there. I think we have a little over 20 pages so far, and then we'll be finishing the packet up by the weekend. But there was so much demand, and it's the most frequently asked question throughout the year. When is your prop packet going to be out? We figured we'd go ahead and put out half the packet now um, and let the guests have some fun with it. All right. How about the, uh, the line, the game line, and the total? It's two and forty-seven and a half at most spots, Chuck. Is that what you have with the uh, Niners' two-point favorites? We do, Matt. We opened it at this number. Um, it went all the way down to one. Early action was clearly on uh, the Chiefs, but since that time, it's been fairly one-sided as far as the big bets go. Uh, a couple of six-figure bets on the 49ers, which drove mm-hmm. us back up to two. Uh, ticket counts favors the Niners. But money lines, um, money coming in on the money line, uh, ticket count really favors uh, the Chiefs. Chuck, uh, why do you think that that is, though? Because obviously after Sunday, betters like to bet what they see last, and the Chiefs certainly a little bit more impressive in their championship game than the 49ers. 49ers had to come from way down uh, two weeks in a row. So it seemed like all the sentiment with this was with the Chiefs and all the hype is with the Chiefs. And then all of a sudden you see the buyback on the 49ers. I'm not 100% sure, Wes. I think when I look at it, when you look at the two teams just on paper, um, I, I think the Niners are the better team. Um, and early in the season, I think if you if you get that version of the Niners and they play their perfect game, they are the better team. But it's awfully tough to give Mahomes points, as we've seen in the two playoff games this year. I don't think that him and Andy Reid together have been underdogs in three straight games at all during his tenure. Um, you look at what his record is uh, as a small favorite or a dog. I think it's 17-3 and three against the number. Uh, he's got some familiarity with playing in Allegiant Stadium. He's 4-0. and He's 3-1 and against the number there and 3-1 and towards the over. And I think we all know Andy Reid's success. I think he's 20-3 and three coming off a bye week during the regular season, over an 86% clip, and 7-3 and three in the postseason, having that extra time off at a 70% clip. So I think that's why you're seeing so much chief money line come in. Not sure why the point spread was driven back up. But again, for me, I think if you just look at these two teams overall, I think the Niners are the more talented team. Chuck, how about the uh, total? Where do you think this is going to close? We've got a clip from Peyton Manning we're going to play tonight where he says he thinks it's going to be a, an offensive Super Bowl. Where do you, do you think this total is going to go up to 48, or where's it close? Well, we opened at 48, Matt, and we've kind of ping-ponged back and forth a few times between 48 and 47 and a half. 
Um, I would say that that's the way it's going to be bet. But you look at the way these two teams play defense. Maybe the Niners haven't been dialed in over the last six to eight weeks defensively. But this Chiefs team now, they just do not give up points in the second half. They're awfully good. They make the adjustments at halftime. Um, I, I, we're going to need the under. I just don't know which way it's going to fall. Mm-hmm. But I think the betters are going to drive this number up, guys. Chuck, uh, so far with uh, your props that you're seeing out at Station Casinos, and I know you're adding more as you get into the weekend and then obviously uh, next week leading up to the game, uh, what's been popular so far? Uh, I got to imagine the superstars seeing most of the action like they usually do early on. They, they definitely are. There's not a whole lot of prop action yet. I know that there's other places that are kind of putting their packets up, and they all kind of go up around the same time. Um, so it, it's been fun to have the guests walking around with it and talking about it, but nothing really dramatic yet, guys. There's a, we're in the process of putting up a bunch of cross-sport props right now that will hit the board uh, tomorrow or Saturday as we finalize our packet, um, but nothing crazy right now. The one that's kind of drawing some of the water cooler chatter or some of the fun uh, information that's been covered nationally is uh, the Travis Kelsey, the tight end versus pop star prop that we put up, just kind of trying to be a little creative uh, with his receptions versus how many um, platinum albums she has. Just kind of a more creativity with the number than anything else. And uh, that one's drawn a lot of attention so far. Yeah, we talked about this for a minute last night on the show. Throw it up here again. Will Travis Kelsey have more receptions in the game than his pop star girlfriend's total of 10 platinum albums? And uh, nine or fewer receptions is minus 260. Exactly 10 receptions plus 320. 11 or more receptions, plus 450 uh, for Travis Kelsey. Uh, Chuck, have you? I know you're getting some publicity out of this. Have you taken uh, much action on it so far? And do you expect to take much action on this prop? You know, there's def- we're definitely getting publicity, no question, Matt. Everybody is going to ask. Are you going to have a, you know, Taylor Swift prop up? And, you know, we couldn't put up how many times she would be shown or would he propose or, you know, would she come on the field after the game or was she wearing a Niner or a Chief, uh, you know, hoodie or cap? But this one was more creativity than anything else. Um, and, you know, coincidentally enough, he comes off a game that he had 11 receptions against the Ravens. Nothing big that would make us move this prop, but uh, we have seen some money on the 11 or more receptions so far. Are you a Swifty, Chuck? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, How about your daughters? Uh, your no. daughters might be, I would think, right? Uh, I'm sure my do- I'm sure my daughters are. Yep. Yep. All right. So when you look at the quarterbacks uh, going head to head in the Super Bowl, uh, Mahomes has been there and done that before. Brock Purdy has not. But uh, Chuck, what's your perception or what's your uh, judgment on Brock Purdy, who's had to lead his team back and comeback victories? in the two playoff games so far, but looked pretty shaky in the first half of those two games. Well, you know, and and last year, of course, he had the injury in that game against Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. I think my worry is here, um, I think there's more pressure on him, in my opinion. I think you're you're right. Patrick Mahomes has been there, done that. You know, he's getting points here. If there's Bolton-poured material for anybody, it's the Chiefs. Wow, we're the defending champs. We just won two games on the road. We know how good Patrick Mahomes is and Andy Reid with the extra time off. And they're not giving us any respect. We're the underdogs here. I think there's way more pressure on Purdy. He came back in those two games against two teams that defensively aren't very good. That won't be the case here. They fall behind against the Chiefs, especially in the second half. And the way this Chiefs team has played defense, at least over the last 10 weeks, it's going to be mighty tough. I think there's a lot more pressure on Brock Purdy to produce here than Patrick Mahomes. Not that Mahomes doesn't have the pressure to want to be a repeat Super Bowl champion and win his third ring, but I think there's more pressure on Brock Purdy here, guys. Chuck, a lot of times in the Super Bowl, the underdog draws a lot of money line action, but this money line price is not really uh, much. So how do you think this is going to be bet by the public? I think, I think it's still going to draw, Matt. Um, there's been a few instances where we've ticked the money line up a bit, and we instantly get some chief money. So I, I think at any time you raise this money line price up, if you're a chief better next week, especially when the town gets packed, they're going to see a lot of money line. You're right. There's not that traditional where they bet the favorite of the point spread and take the dog on the money line. I think in this case, if you like the chiefs at all, it's going to be all money line play. The you know, money line yeah. is uh, plus 112. Sorry, here at Circa, plus 110 at DraftKings. What do you have at uh, Station Casinos? 110? 
we're we're one ten right now, but anytime we were at a higher number of of plus one fifteen or more, you instantly got a huge number of chief bets. Chuck, in terms of where the number is right now, of course we're at minus two and forty seven and a half. Uh, do you think that this is the apex though that we see on the forty ers Does this get driven up anymore, or is this kind of going to dance around one and a half two? You think until uh, we start the big game here on February eleventh? I don't think it gets up to three. I, I really don't. I think it's probably going to hover around here for a while. Um, and I, I still think, again, you're going to see so much chief play on the money line um, that it's going to combat a lot of what the Niner money is coming in, especially at this low point spread. There's not that big middle that we could have working for us like you have in some past Super Bowls. So I think it really hovers right around where it is right now, guys. But I do think you'll see some much lower money line prices on the Chiefs as we get closer to kickoff next Sunday. Chuck, you did say uh, the bigger bets. What are, are they, five-figure bets you've taken so far on the 49ers? Actually, we've taken multiple six-figure bets on the Niners so far, Matt, both at one and one and a half. So bigger bets definitely on that side. Ticket count right now does favor the Niners as far as the point spread goes, uh, but it's the exact opposite as far as ticket count on the Chiefs' money line. Interesting. All right, Chuck Esposito, Red Rock Sportsbook. Chuck, always appreciate the time, and we'll see you out at the Red Rock Book soon. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. Great to have Chuck on to uh, get the perspective of a Vegas bookmaker. And, uh, Wes, right now it's mostly about prop action. Next week you're going to hear a lot more – I think you're going to see a lot more of those bigger six-figure bets show up on the game. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, And, and, you know, as Chuck just said, you're going to see them on both sides too. So – you're probably not going to get a lot of movement in the point spread. I mean, everybody, everybody, it's going to be breaking news. Okay, half point here, half point there, but it's going to stay very close to where it is right now. All right, I've got on my uh, Pebble Beach shirt today because we're going to talk golf betting. The Pebble Beach Pro-Am round one is in the books, and we got a couple of surprise names at the top of the leaderboard. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you've not done it already, check out the new VSIN.com. If you go there now, you can see Michael Lombardi's column on how the Chiefs can win the Super Bowl. Check out the new VSIN.com today. Much improved website. You can also stream the shows live there and catch all the replays. ESIN.com. Wes, let's uh, talk a little golf. Your uh, golf column was up on the website, vcin.com. A couple of days ago, thorough handicap of uh, Pebble Beach. I'm not really discouraged by how the first round has turned out because you've got one player near the top and Patrick Cantlay. Uh, but again, a couple of surprise names. It's kind of a nightmare for the PGA Tour. To have these no-name players that have no fan following at the top of the leaderboard. And again, for the second week, we got Matthew Pavone and um, who's the other player? Thomas Dietrich. Thomas Dietrich. Thomas Dietrich and Matthew Pavone. Uh, Dietrich, the leader at 9-under, Pavone in third at 7-under, and Patrick Cantley in that sandwich at 8-under. And uh, boy, if you have Patrick Cantley bet to be the first-round leader, that was a tough beat today. It was. Uh, Thomas Dietrich holds out on the, his final hole at Spyglass Hill, and Dietrich nine under par is the leader. Patrick Cantlay, who I also have, uh, is in uh, second uh, at eight under par. Spyglass did play the easier of the two courses, as we kind of thought that it would, because it's a little less exposed to the elements because it's a tree-lined course, so it's not along the ocean like Pebble Beach is, the majority of those holes, but... Uh, Spyglass Hill average round only 1.67 under par, 70-33 uh, for the par 72. And at Pebble Beach, 71 was the round average. So only only two-thirds of a stroke. It wasn't as pronounced as like we saw the north course and the south course at Torrey Pines last week. We're usually going to get two, two-and-a-half shots difference. So uh, only about .67 shots difference uh, between the two. Pavone was the low man at Pebble Beach at seven under par. And uh, unfortunately, we don't have shot link data on both courses we only have it at pebble beach uh unfortunately so it makes it a little bit difficult to do any stat angles but matthew pavone led the pebble beach the half of the field that did uh, uh tee off today over there on strokes gain approach uh, also uh very very good with this putter today so uh, uh pavone uh, 
uh, not fading from what we saw last week in his uh, first PGA Tour win at Torrey Pines. Uh, a couple other names up there. Colin Marikawa was also uh, five under at Pebble Beach. That was a very strong round. Uh, even though he made two bogeys on his card, still a uh, lot of birdies that uh, Marikawa made at Pebble Beach. Ricky Fowler up there at five under. Ludwig Gobert at four under. Justin Thomas at four under. So you do have some names at least up there. Matthew Pavone won the uh, Farmers Insurance Open on Torrey Pines. You think this would be a flat spot. Rarely does a guy win, come back and contend to win uh, the next week, especially a first-time winner like that, right? And mm-hmm. uh, he, he comes out and fires a seven-under. So maybe uh, he's going to be around the f- near the top for the weekend. The flat spot ended up being Nick Dunlap. Uh, oh, boy. Who did win. Uh, welcome his- to the pros. Yeah, welcome welcome <laughs> to the uh, PGA Tour rookie. Uh, uh, plus four, uh, tied for 77th, which is uh, tied for dead last. How about this? Lost min- uh, minus 4.89 strokes putting today. And also lost on approach. Uh, uh, still a solid off the tee, but Nick Dunlap, look, that's a dose of reality. It's a different environment now. Uh, you're playing against a tougher field, tougher tournament. It's a signature event. And uh, Dunlap, a uh, very tough round today for him. He shoots plus four. Dunlap was the amateur who won two weeks ago. And uh, instead of returning to school at Alabama, he turned mm-hmm. pro. And his first uh, tournament as a pro, he's four over par in the first round today. Keep in mind, no cut for this event, right. obviously, because it is a only 80 players in the field. Uh, the Pro-Am only going to be two days, uh, so it's today and tomorrow, and then the amateurs are gone, and then it's all the professionals on the weekend. Tom Brady was out on the course He today. was. He was. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers, uh, a couple other athletes. Larry Fitzgerald was out there. Uh, not a lot of entertainers, you know, a lot of captains of industry and former CEOs and uh, influential people in certain areas of business, and then uh, basically a bunch of NFL guys and a couple baseball guys. All right, we'll talk a little bit more about Pebble Beach later in the show. Two players I wanted to bring up. Rory McIlroy was assessed a two-stroke penalty for a bad drop today. Yes. And how about Xander Shoffley hit two into the ocean off the tee on 18, and he was hitting five off the tee with his third attempt. Ended up with a triple bogey eight, which is not bad. Mm-hmm. But after you hit, you hit your first two drives into the ocean, man, that could have been an ugly, ugly finish for Shoffley. He ends yeah, up with a yeah, snowman. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's, a t- that, that's a tough carry. Yeah. That's an absolute tough carry for Xander Shoffley, even a guy that hits it out there pretty well and wasn't able to get it done. Uh, Rory, of course, you mentioned uh, he took an eight on his card on the back nine with that with that bad drop and a two-stroke penalty. So uh, you've got some names down the leaderboard. Rory did finish in red figures, though. He won under. He was at 500, I think, at one point. Actually, he was at six under at one point on the back nine. Uh, Rory started over at Spyglass Hill, but a disappointing 71 for him. A couple other notables. Uh, uh, Xander, you mentioned it, one over Jordan Spieth, even par. I don't have his putting stats, but I think just our eyeball said that he did not putt the ball well at Spyglass Hill today. Head case. Uh, Looked like a head case. He missed three or four, like, five-foot putts. Didn't even hit the hole. I don't know what's wrong with that guy. Uh, Tony uh, Finau, also even par. He was a miserable with his putt or yeah, two. Actually, his ball striking was pretty damn good at Pebble Beach, but couldn't make a putt today. Adam Scott, even. I wish I would have known that Adam Scott was battling an illness Uh, Coming into this week, I wouldn't have had him on the card. So he uh, starts out at even par. A couple other uh, notables, uh, Jason Day, three under. Scotty Scheffler, three under. Tommy Fleetwood, also three under. Max Homa, also three under, along with Matt Fitzpatrick. So you've got some names lurking, but... uh, I thought Patrick Cantley. Cantley actually had a makeable birdie at 18, uh, just barely missed, left a little short, but... I like the way he played today. I think you got to like the way Colin Morikawa played today on the tougher course. Yeah, I believe. He played well in the first round last week, and then he uh, yeah. went straight into the toilets. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Morikawa, by the way, uh, was the uh, third best score at Pebble Beach. Uh, Pavone and uh, Siwoo Kim uh, did get in at six under par as well. I played three long shots. One guy who's in contention right now, Taylor Montgomery, former UNLV player who's a three under. Uh, he's a 115 to one odds. Maverick McNeely at 175. He's barely hanging on at even par, tied for 50th. Also better him to finish top 20. And another long shot, Patrick Rogers at 90 to one, who's completely out of it. Mm-hmm. Tied for last with Nick Dunlap 
and uh, two others up four over par. So that's kind of the way it goes. You've got three long shots. You've got a shot with one or two of them. One guy completely plays his way out in the first round. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 uh, look, uh, this this is a tougher event though because uh, it is obviously a better field this time around, and you only have eighty players. So, you know, I'm I'm not surprised. It's it's the first day. Look, you don't know how this is going to shake out until Saturday, until until you get to moving there. You got to let everybody play both courses I'll and then see thing. where you are. The weather was not that bad today. No, it was we not. We these horrible weather forecast: wind, rain. It wasn't that bad. Actually, it looks like the worst weather is going to be Sunday. When you're going to have uh, possible heavy rain and 40 to 50 mile an hour wind gust on Sunday. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that, that's certainly a, a major concern. And uh, that's why I'm worried a little bit about my placement markets. I'm just hopeful to uh, come out small profit, at least with these things. Quick update on the association. Pacers and the Knicks. Wes, let's update this. I, I believe if this is uh, right there. These teams are tied at 91 with six and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter at the Garden. Yeah, uh, Knicks just took the lead, by the way, 535 left to go. Jalen Brunson with 34 uh, to lead the Knicks tonight. Uh, Halliburton not playing here in the fourth quarter, still on that minutes restriction with the uh, with the hamstring. So it's up to uh, uh, Siakam and uh, Neesmith to go ahead and lead, lead the uh, Pacers home. Knicks now up 95-91, five minutes left to go. Knicks minus three and a half, two ten and a half. Lakers up 12 on the Celtics with seven, seven minutes to, to go in Boston. 99-87. Again, the Lakers team with no LeBron, no AD tonight. Austin Reeves with 30. Austin Reeves uh, lighting it up tonight. For the Lakers. D'Angelo Russell double-double, 13 points and 13 assists. 101 uh, to 90 right now. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> uh, live line is Lakers minus 5.5, and 223.5. And then a game that's going to tip at 7 in Salt Lake City. Sixers. And uh, Jazz in Utah, a five-point favorite, total of a two forty and a half. Uh, DraftKings, so I'm seeing a two forty-two here at Circa. Yeah, so uh, look, Utah not great defensively, and then they and they run a pretty high tempo. Tyrese Maxey is back in the lineup, and he certainly has emerged as arguably the most improved player in the NBA. So. Should score a lot. Should have a lot of assists tonight. I actually like his assists over six and a half. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl and some more NFL topics. The Washington Commanders finally hired a coach, the last team to check in uh, on the offseason coaching carousel. A lot of people not too uh, excited about who the Commanders picked as their coach today. We'll get Wes Reynolds' take on that. I like the Raiders' offensive coordinator hire. We're going to talk about that one after the break. And also, we'll update college hoops. Wisconsin Badgers putting a beating on the Nebraska Cornhuskers in Lincoln right now. So quick break back here in a few minutes on VSEN tonight, the Sports Betting Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. 
Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings app now and use code VSIN. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N. All right, Wes, I got a trivia question for you. The Super Bowl's been played 57 times. How many times has a quarterback won MVP? I am going to say 38. 32. It's a little bit lower number than you would think. Actually, when I was looking that up today, I thought it was going to be more around 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 32 out of 57 Super Bowls with the quarterback being MVP. Patrick Mahomes is a favorite at DraftKings to be Super Bowl MVP this time around. And then the next two choices, Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey. And actually, I've seen 6-1 to odds out there on McCaffrey, which I don't hate. If if the running back has got a legit shot to win this Super Bowl MVP for the first time in a while, I think McCaffrey is a guy. Now, DraftKings is plus 475, but I have seen 6-1 to out there in the market. Yeah. Look, I I, I think – the number has obviously been depressed, and, and I wouldn't bet it at this standpoint. I think you've just lost too much, but I don't think that that's going to detour betters from betting Travis Kelsey either uh, on, on the prop. And, and look, that, that, that hasn't just been cut. That has been slashed. That has been gashed. That has been knifed downwards to 12 to 1 because that thing was like 50 to 1. Mm-hmm. When, when, when they, when, now, they had a bigger pool of players, of course, because you had all four teams included because we didn't know who the final two were going to be for SB 58. But still, that, that's a big, big drop, and that's going to be really, really popular. All right, let's talk coaches. Washington Commanders finally checked in. They hired Dan Quinn as their head coach. Quinn was the uh, Cowboys defensive coordinator the last three years. Former head coach, or actually former D.C. of the Seahawks, former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Scale of uh, 1 to 10, what do you uh, rate the Dan Quinn hiring by the Commanders? Uh, Four or five. Wow, that low. I thought well, you were going to say like six and a half. Well, okay. and, and it's nothing necessarily against Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn has deserved another chance. And, you know, when people call a guy a retread because you failed the first exact time, you don't always get it right. Bill Belichick didn't get it right as head coach mm-hmm. his first time either. And, uh, you know, became the winningest coach of all time, at least uh, with Super Bowls and has a chance to be the overall winningest coach if he can get back in the league. But I think it was just the fact that, what Washington ended up with. This is not an indictment of Dan Quinn necessarily as a coach, even though it looked like they wanted to go with an offensive guy instead of another defensive guy like they just had with Ron Rivera. And uh, wouldn't that be ironic if Ron Rivera ended up as the Dallas defensive coordinator? And that's actually the talk. The yeah. uh, Riverboat Ron is going to now be the D.C. The and replace tra- Dan Quinn trading, Dallas. Trading places, trading places. Uh, here in the NFC East. But it's not Eddie Murphy and, uh, and Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, no. though. No. But th- look, this was, uh, you know, a lot of big names that you usually don't get in the coaching carousel, at least on a yearly basis. But you had Bill Belichick, you had Mike Vrabel, you had Ben Johnson, who's kind of the hot offensive coordinator. You had Mike McDonald, you had Jim Harbaugh. And then you end up with you end up with Dan Quinn. And that I understand why for Washington that that feels like a consolation prize. Now, I think Washington, I think the guy that they ultimately decided on was Ben Johnson. 
mm. and they were waiting for Detroit to get eliminated. But then, no question. But then Johnson decided to wait for the Lions. He so, was our first choice, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, look, Dan Quinn, I think, deserves another chance. Uh, he's been terrific as a defensive coordinator, top five defense in DVOA, five uh, years as a defensive coordinator uh, in Dallas. But as a head coach, kind of middle of the road. And, you know, some guys don't work out as head coaches. I think he's at least earned another shot. But I thought Washington was going to make a little bit more of a splash here. They've they've got an owner, new ownership group that I think is wanting to start anew and start fresh and is willing to spend money, I I believe, in terms of acquiring players. Uh, You've got the number two pick, by the way, in the draft, which you would expect is going to be a quarterback. Uh, You know, whether it's going to be Williams or May or Jaden Daniels. uh, Be stunning if it's not a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. You would expect you would expect it's going to be. But yeah, I understand why, you know, this this hire has come a little bit lukewarm uh, to a lot of people are like, okay, that's who you ended up with. Uh, They they could have done worse. But yeah, I think that this is a little bit disappointing if you're a Commander's fan. The guy I started touting for the uh, commander's job when I was talking about this, I'm going to say late October, when it was obvious that uh, Ron Rivera was not going to make it and that Bill Belichick was not going to stay in Foxborough, I thought, was a Belichick. I thought the uh, he would be a perfect fit for that Washington job for a lot of different reasons we've talked about previously. Apparently the new ownership group had no interest in Bill Belichick. Right. But they go for a retread like Dan Quinn. I'm, i got to tell you, I'm scratching my head about a lot of the hires made this offseason, NFL coaching hires. Dan Quinn was the Falcons head coach from 2015 to 2020. He took the Falcons to the Super Bowl after that 2016 season when they lost to the Patriots in overtime 28-3. to Or excuse me, after leading 28-3, to they lost 34-28. Who was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons who blew that game too? Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, look, uh, uh, you know, everything's new in Washington, though. It's not just uh, the head coach. Uh, it's also uh, uh, the general manager is new. The ownership is new. And this felt like this was going to be a fresh start. You know, you're bringing in Adam Peters, who is uh, on the uh, part of the San Francisco organization uh, under John Lynch and company. So you figured that they were doing everything right. But 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 this probably is disappointing. Now, the hire's been made, and it's like, okay, let's give the guy a chance. Just because a guy failed the first time doesn't mean that he can't be a good head coach in this league. But I would have maybe thought Dan Quinn, uh, you know, it was telling that Seattle didn't really go, like, hardcore after him because he was certainly part of that organization. Yeah, I think a lot of people would connecting the dots and saying Dan Quinn's going to go to Seattle, but uh, it's, I think it's pretty clear that when the Seahawks let go of Pete Carroll, they said, we're going to go young. Right. And uh, they end up going for a guy half Pete Carroll's age. Carroll's 72. Mike McDonald's 36. Former Ravens defensive coordinator is the Seahawks' new head coach. So no jobs open. Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll on the unemployment line. Pete Carroll's, I think, a perfect fit for TV. Mm-hmm. Vrabel probably could land a defensive coordinator job. Who knows? He might replace Vic Fangio in Miami. He could end up in Dallas. Why wouldn't the Cowboys hire Mike Vrabel as defensive coordinator instead of Ron Rivera? I I, I do not know. Uh, Bill Belichick, what do you think, one year in a TV studio? I think so. Yeah? I think so. And then uh, he's going to be back. I think he'll be hired somewhere as head coach next year at this time. I, I do too, and it may be very well there. There in Dallas, uh, you know, give him a chance to uh, do something that uh, his mentor Bill Parcells wasn't able to do, and that's get Dallas to a Super Bowl. That's right. Okay, so the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, according to sources, have hired an offensive coordinator. I like this hire, Wes. We'll see if you disagree. Cliff Kingsbury, who once bought a one-way ticket to Thailand. He's back. I guess it was a round-trip ticket, it turns out. Kingsbury is back, and I know the Chicago Bears flirted with the idea of hiring him as OC. I don't know why the Bears didn't. But now he's in Vegas as the Raiders' offense coordinator for Antonio Pierce. How do you rate this hire? Yeah, I I think it's a very good hire. Uh, And Kingsbury had been kind of floated around a little bit. I know interviewed with the Bears. I think he had another interview as well. I forget forget the team. But he had been kind of put out there and putting himself out there. He, of course, was a consultant at USC uh, this past season. Uh, But, yeah, look, he's an innovative guy. And and he's worked with superstar quarterbacks and – 
you know, the Raiders, you know, what are they going to do at that position? So you got a guy that I think that has an experience working with quarterbacks, was a former quarterback himself. I think it's a very good hire. It's just which quarterback is he going to be working with here in Las Vegas? Well, it's interesting because Kingsbury coached Patrick Mahomes in college at Texas Tech. And when he went to the Arizona Cardinals, he had Kyler Murray. You know he wants a mobile quarterback. He's, mm-hmm. he's not going to make Aiden O'Connell his starting quarterback. O'Connell's going to be the backup. or the number three. I can't see Kingsbury designing an offense around Aiden O'Connell. What do you think the uh, – which direction the Raiders might go with Kingsbury's offensive coordinator? I think LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels is going to be prominent on the Raiders' radar in terms of a rookie quarterback they could get in the draft if they trade up. Yeah, yeah, and they're, and they're certainly going to they're not going to get Caleb up. Williams, right? Yeah, I, 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 you think that they're going to go the young route, or do you think that they're going to go with a veteran guy in free agency? Well, Kirk Cousins is the other name that's been yes. thrown around, is that the, the Raiders are serious about Cousins. But that was before they hired Cliff Kingsbury as offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I think Kingsbury wants a, a more mobile quarterback yeah and, and, and maybe somebody a little bit younger because right. I was thinking Cousins you know as of like about a week ago is going to make perfect sense for the Las Vegas Raiders what about Kyler Murray would he make sense would they reunite I don't know it's not going to be Jimmy Garoppolo it appears no it's uh, not so hour number two on deck Patrick Everson's going to be reporting from the Westgate Superbook where the Super Bowl props went up tonight and we'll talk Peyton Manning and his prediction for the big game. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit CarShield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at CarShield.com audio. That's CarShield.com audio. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, he's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie, and uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.